We try to see God from a place of sight, not from a place of faith. Amen. So today is Sunday, the 12th of December, 2021. And this brings me to our message of today. Amen. Availability versus accessibility. Amen. Availability versus accessibility. So I was just talking from the point of the exhortation this morning about John 3.16, which talk about the love of God. Amen. That in the love of God, we find everything in this life. In the love of God, in John 3, 6, you find the grace of God, the peace of God, the mercies of God, the forgiveness of God, the love of God, <laughs> the blessings of God. Everything that constitutes life and godliness is found in John 3, 16. The foundation, the basis, the fundamentals of what makes the gospel the gospel, what makes our confession as Christians tangible is John 3, 16. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Partaker of the gospel. Partaker of the divine nature. Hallelujah. So our message of today is titled Availability versus Accessibility. Amen. And I still take a cue from John 3, 16. The Bible says, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So what do we have there? We have availability. <laughs> but the whosoever needs to have accessibility to be able to reach out to what has been made available. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So the giving has already been done. So God, the, 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 the power of forgiveness, salvation has been made available. But until you is the world that you were die, that Christ came to die for, can have access to that which has been made available, you stay in your same state. Hallelujah. And what gives you access to the availability concerning salvation? Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life available. No one comes to the Father who is available except through me who is the access. Amen. He says, and you shall know the truth. And the truth makes you free. So the truth is available. It takes you to do it. Glory to God. Amen. Something can be available for you, but not accessible to you. Amen. Something can be available for you, but not accessible to you. Okay, let me use this simple example. You have your, your, your daughter in the house, your son comes to you and says, Daddy, Mommy, I have my food which you gave me. Here it is. But Mommy, I cannot reach the spoon. Amen. <laughs> she cannot reach the spoon. It means she's actually seeing the spoon. She knows, he or she knows exactly where the spoon is. But he or she cannot reach the spoon. So the spoon is available, but it's not accessible. So the spoon has been made available by you, the parents, because you kept it there. But she cannot access it because she needs to grow into it. Her height cannot permit her to reach out where she is, where the, she's seen the spoon. Amen. 
So what does she need to do to access it? She either needs to call your attention as a parent who has grown up, who is mature enough to access that spoon. Or she waits when she has grown in grace and understanding for her stature to be able to reach to that spoon. But at her age, she needs her parents for guidance. She needs those who have been mature, who are mature in Christ for assistance. That's why at the end of the day, we as believers, we need Christians, we need believers who have come of age, who have grown. The Bible says those who have come of age, who are able to discern good from evil. Those who are Bible calls, talks about who have access to strong meat, who can take strong meat, not those who need milk. Amen. The Bible says strong meat belongs to those who by reason of, an, of, of, of usage can be able to discern good from evil. Amen. So she has availability, but she doesn't have accessibility. The children who have come of understanding, what most of them will do is that if it's the place that they can reach by maneuvering their way, their way, what do they do? They take a chair and put. The chair was not made by them. It was made by another. What are they doing? They are walking by faith. Taking their faith to reach out, out to something that by nature they are not able to reach. So as believers, there are many things that God has made available for us. We cannot reach it or access it at that point in time because either we have not grown in that understanding to reach it or we stand on the faith of others to reach it. That's why sometimes we need intercession. Amen. God has made everything available to us. I'm sorry, in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. In heavenly places. The Bible also says that God has made us, raised us up to sit together with Christ in heavenly places. So that is where we dwell. But though we have availability of those things in heavenly places, God gave us the accessibility by giving us Christ, whom we confess, who gave us the ability to be called sons of God by the power of the sacrifice he made on the cross of Calvary that gave us access. Amen. So what gives us or what grants us access to what God has made available is what? Faith. What gives us or grants us access to what God has made available is faith. And how do we have faith? The Bible says faith comes by hearing. Let me go to the scripture. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. <laughs> mm. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, So then, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. That's a comma. Hearing what? What? What gives you faith? How does faith come? The faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So what gives you faith is the hearing of the word of God. I can give my, you my testimony. But if my testimony is not coming from the place of the word of God, it doesn't give you faith.
instead, if it's not from the place of the word of God, it gives you envy, jealousy. Why? Because why, in as much as I'm testifying of something good that has happened to me, I might instead be boasting. Because I don't have the foundation of the word of God. I'm not talking from the word of God. Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing has to be by the word of God. So you can listen to the news from Monday to Sunday. But so long as it doesn't have to do with the word of God, it will not give you faith. It's either it sows a seed of doubt concerning the, 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 the goodness of God, concerning the faithfulness of God. Because when you hear the bad things all the time, you ask yourself, where is God? If God is all good, why do bad things still happen, even to believers? Either you keep hearing the news, and what happens is that it gives you fear. But when you keep hearing the word of God, your faith level increases. Amen. For you to be faithful, you have to be wordful. Amen. The Bible says, we talk about the grace of God is available to everyone, but faith is what makes grace accessible to those who seek out for it. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 2. If you have good news, you read from good news and then read from King James Version. Yes, Read again. He has brought us by faith into this experience of God's grace, in which we now live. And so we boast of the hope we have of sharing God's glory. Okay, Romans chapter 5, verse 2 of King James Version says, By whom also we have access by faith. What grants us access is what? Faith. By whom also we have access by faith. By whom? By Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, we have access. If Jesus Christ did not die for us, we have no access. Amen. Because the Bible talks about that we, we, we were enemies with God. There was a great gulf that was separating us to him. So Jesus Christ came to bridge that gap. So if he came to bridge the gap, once you have two banks, the, the two sides of a river, amen, there's a gap, right? What do you need to be able to, cross, to have access to both ends? You need a bridge. A bridge is a linking, is a link between the two opposing ends of the river bank, banks, the river bank. Amen. So we are standing on one end. God is standing on the other end. So Christ came to give us a link to the Father. So we are sinners. God is righteous. God is holy. We are unholy. Christ came to say, okay, I am linking the two of you. I am taking your place as a sinner, dying for you and dying as you to give you access to where I'm coming from. Amen. Sometimes when they build a bridge, it doesn't care from which, from which side they start building the bridge to link to the other. What we care about is that there's a linkage. So as believers, all we should focus about is the one who links us and that is who? Christ. The Bible says, by whom? By Christ also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. So we are standing in the grace of God. Making, we are making our confessions in the grace of God. We are walking and moving 
in the grace of God. The Bible says, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Because we have access into grace, into this grace, we rejoice in hope. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. I read from Good News, I read from King James. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. Remember the father whom we call our father is the father of all grace. Amen. He's the father of all living, all spirit. He's the father of faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 18. It is through Christ that all of us, Jews and Gentiles, are able to come in the one spirit into the presence of the father. It is through Christ that all of us, Jews and Gentiles, are able to come into one spirit, into the presence of God. My version says, for through him, Christ Jesus, we both have access. I love the message of today. For through him, Christ Jesus, good news says, both Jews and Gentiles, both bond and free, we both have access by one spirit, capital S, that's the Holy Spirit, unto the Father. So, for us to be able to have the Holy Spirit inside, dwelling inside of us, we needed the sacrifice of Jesus. So, everything is centered by, around the obedience of Christ. The Bible says, if by one man's offense, death reigns in life by one, how much more? Say, by the gift of one, by the obedience of one, we all have eternal life. We all have access to the Father. Amen. Whether we are, we are, in, a, we are in a place of lack, whether we are in a place where we, we, have our, we need our necessities, our needs met, our wants met. The Bible says, or, 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 there's something we have to understand, that provisions are available, but accessible, depending on the right motive. The fact that God has made provisions for us, what makes you have access to it, to be able to retain it, to be able to receive it, it has to boil down to one thing, motive if your motive is right you have access if your motive is wrong you do not how do we know james chapter 2 verse 4 this is a scripture we say it all the time but they say way god gives you a message and gives you the scripture differently amen that's why it's good to study i usually ask my my, my wife sometimes i say, I say when do you see me study <laughs> amen but there are times that I'm on my phone and in the space of five minutes, I go to my Bible. I think of a title. I write it down. And all of a sudden, God gives me a message. We're sitting here when I was making this message. And you, you, I'm just sure you had the idea that I was making the message. Amen. But that's how God works. Once your spirit is open, once you're, you have, you have a, a heart for the people that God has brought around you, you realize that every time you sit, your heart is burdened. Because you see the things that you see, you think that needs fixing. You see the things that you need. You see you need you need the intervention of, of God in the life of the people around you and even yourself. And God always gives you a message which is timely. Amen. So James chapter two verse four, it says, "You ask, and you do not receive, 
because you asked with the wrong motive. This is what I wrote. You ask. You cannot ask something that is not available. Why are you, why are you asking? Because you know it's available, right? In as much as you cannot see with your physical eye, you know it is available by faith. Amen. You ask, I put in bracket, because it is available. And you do not receive in bracket because it's inaccessible. Why? Because you ask with a wrong motive. So if I put my motives right for asking, what, what will happen is that I ask because I know it's available and receive it by faith because I'm asking for the right motive. Not because I want to fulfill my own lust, but because I want to be a blessing to others. Please read from Good News. James chapter 2 verse 4 and 5. No problem. Read it. James chapter 2, verse 4. Wait, wait. Hold on. Okay. Read again. Okay, this this wait hold on one minute. Okay, it should be James chapter four, verse two and three. That's that's my, my mistake. James chapter four, verse two and three. That is it. Amen. Verse 3. And even when you ask, even when you ask, you are asking because it is available. Even when you ask as it's available, you don't get it. You don't have access to it. You cannot receive it because your motives are all wrong. You only want to give yourself pleasure. You only want what will give you pleasure. Most of the times we are asking things because we are we are we are we are selfish. We have prayers that we make which are selfish prayers. God, give me, give me, give me, give me. You're only thinking about your necessity. You're only thinking about your own desire, your own challenges. And once you receive it, God will give you the first time. The issue is that God will want to see if you were only asking because you had need of it or you're asking because you had to give another person. That's why I keep saying that let's not just pray to be blessed. That's a selfish prayer. Let's pray to be a blessing because there is no way you can be a blessing without being blessed. There's no way water can flow through a pipe without leaving residues, without wetting the pipe. So in as much as you pray for God to use it as a channel for blessings to, the, to, to his people, there's no way God will leave you dry. 
Amen. You ask and you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motive. It is made available. You are asking for it, but God is like, how, what do you want it for? Who do you actually want it for? Amen. In James chapter 1 verse 5 to verse 6, the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, which means you lack it, but it is available. James chapter 1 verse 5 to 6. James chapter 1 from verse 5 to 6. I read from New Living Translation. Let me read from verse 4. It says, so let, let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. <laughs> verse 5. If you need wisdom, conditional statement, if you need wisdom. Why is it an if? Why is it not when you need wisdom? Because wisdom is in Christ. Wisdom is Christ. He's the wisdom of God. Christ is the wisdom of of God. But if you come to a place where you think that you lack wisdom, the Bible says, ask our generous God <laughs> and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. He will give it to you. He will not resist you. He will not rebuke you from asking. Verse 6 says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. You're asking for healing. Let your faith be in God alone. You're asking for deliverance. Let your asking be in God alone. You're asking for favor, open doors. Let your asking be in God alone. Let your faith be in God alone. You cannot have divided attention. The Bible says either you're hot or you're cold. You cannot serve God and mammon. If you're hot or cold, that means if you're neither hot nor cold, means you're lukewarm. The Bible says, I will spit you out. So either you serve one and leave the other, or serve the other and leave one. I've asked a question one time. This I learned from Bishop David Oedipo, that can you look up and down at the same time? Can you look up and down at the same time? Can you use one eye to look up and one eye to look down? Even your brain will explode because there will be a confusion of, 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 of sensory of images in your brain. Your brain is trying to decipher what is seen, decoding what is happening. You see, my, then my brain has been hacked. <laughs> Amen. So it's either you're looking up at once or you're looking down at once. And what does the Bible say? That we should look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. So where is he? Where are we looking unto? We are looking unto Jesus. Where is he? We are looking onto the cross that is no more there. Why do, why do we look onto the cross that is no more there? Because we are seeing our victory. That he went to grave, he conquered, he resurrected. He's no more on the cross. Most of us keep finding ourselves with, with images where we are still seeing Christ on the cross. But not that it is bad, but we should look at it with a mindset of that was the sacrifice he made, but he's no more there. Though I see an image of him on the cross, he's no more there. Not that we look at him and say, oh Jesus, you are still on the cross. You, are you died on my sin. Oh Father, I did not want you to die. He killed you. You are stupid. Permit me to use the word. To think that you are crying for the one who gives you salvation. The reason he is on that cross is because of your salvation. Yet you are crying that and mourning for his death. When he said rejoice instead. 
He told the disciples, don't mourn me. <laughs> mourn for your children. Why was he saying that you mourn for your children? Because they need salvation. The world is a wicked place. Some of us in our parents, we have come to understanding of having Christ, right? And that's why we are praying for God's wisdom to train our children in his, the fear of God. That when they are old, they will not depart from it. But do we make the decision at the end of the day for them? No. All they will play as is to be as role models. Not preaching to them that God is good, but showing them that God is actually good. Not showing them that God is faithful, but being the example of the faithfulness of God. You tell your child, cigarette is smoking is, is bad, don't smoke. But you still get up, eh, 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 Jane, Jane, come, take this 50, go buy me one stick. You're telling your child to go and buy you what you told the child is wrong. It's not good for the child. What example are you showing? You're telling the child that words are cheap. Actions are expensive. So do what I do. Don't hear what I say. Most people tell you that do what I say, don't do what I do, right? No, but what we tell our children at the end of the day, or what the word is showing us, or what the word of God is showing us, is that show our children to do what we do, not telling them to do what we say. We can tell them to do what we say if we are doing what we are doing, or we are doing what we are saying. I hope that's understandable. Glory to God. If you lack wisdom, anything, ask your father who is generous. The Bible says, but let the person ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, unstable, tossed to and fro. Say, let not that man think, let not that man or woman, girl or boy, think that he or she can receive anything from God. So, what shuts the door of access, or what shuts access to what God has made available is doubt. What shuts our access to what God has made available is doubt. So what gives us access to what God has made available is faith. No matter what. Victory in every aspect of life is available by reason of the death and resurrection of Christ. By being made accessible only by faith. In 1 John chapter 4 verse 5 verse 4, the Bible says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Good. He said, and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith. So for you to, remain, to maintain a victorious life, you need to consistently be in faith. Trusting the one who made the victory uh, possible, who made it available to the very end. So we are overcomers. We talk about Romans chapter, chapter 8 verse 37. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Look at all the things that were named, that were mentioned before you came to verse 37. What can separate us from the love of God? Challenges. All the things that are, that are part of life. <laughs> that make life interesting. Hallelujah. All the things that happened. The bad... If you see what Paul was putting in, it means those things are happening to us. Those things are part of our salvation. Those things are the things that we inherit. The Bible says, all those that live godly in this life shall suffer persecution. Most of us Christians, we don't want to hear it. So when challenges come, we start running and start crying. Forget it, you know that God has already told us about everything. That all those who will live godly in this life shall suffer. It's a promise. Persecution. There's no way of escape. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. 
13. What does it say? It says, let he who thinks he stand, takes he, let he force. Verse 13 says, no trial, no temptation, no persecution, no challenges has overshadowed you, overtaken you, except that which is common to man. So when the things happen to you, what do you need to do? In as much as you go to your place, your place of prayer, you need to sit there and say, at the end of the day, it is common to man. And if it is common, I have an uncommon God who gives me, who has given me uncommon blessing and uncommon access to his throne room of grace. Hey, once you say that, what happens is that there's a flood of peace that comes over you. And at the end of the day, what is your conclusion? You say, despite all these things, but God is faithful. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Preservation in salvation. Protection. Guided by God's power is available but accessible by faith in his ability to preserve. If you're thinking of your own ability to do to preserve, you fail. So preservation in salvation, the fact that you're saved, you need God's preservation. That's why we keep having fellowship with him. Why? Because you need to grow in grace. The fire that God has given you the day you become born again needs to grow in size. The Bible has made us has made us know in Hebrews chapter. A one, I'm sure verse 14, that God has made his angels, ministry spirit, and his ministers a flame of fire. Sometimes, don't just remain a flame of fire, become a blaze of fire. Hallelujah. So, preservation and salvation, protection, guarded by God's power, is available, but accessible by faith in its ability to preserve. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, from New King James Version, it says, Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So we are kept by the power of God through faith. We are kept by the power of God through faith. What does good news say? 1 Peter 1, verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. I also read verse 9. So you rejoice with a great and glorious joy which words cannot express because you are receiving the salvation of your souls, which is the purpose of your faith in him. Which is the purpose of your faith in him. So faith rewards, right? This when you read it like that, what comes to the, what scripture comes to your mind? Bible students, Hebrews eleven verse six. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Something can be difficult, yet possible. But when something is impossible, it is difficultly impossible. When God is the one that tells you that it is impossible to please God without faith. So there's no shortcut to pleasing God. Your sacrifices on the altar, your amount of money you give to a church, the amount of money you use for charitable causes, no matter how much you give, if faith is not involved, God is not pleased. The difference between the sacrifice that Cain and Abel gave was faith that distinguished the two of them. Abel came and gave a sacrifice that had to do with the salvation. With salvation, it had to do with offering blood. 
Cain brought the vegetables. Can you put vegetables on the fire and burn them? Vegetables all contain water, right? Imagine you take cabbages or cabbage and you put on it on, on an altar. You take a watermelon, you put on an altar. You take papo, you put on an altar and you burn it. What will become of it? You cook it, right? <laughs> but if you take goat and put on that same altar and you put fire, what will happen? It will burn to ashes. So you look at the two offerings that we made. Because from day one, when Adam and Eve fell from the garden, in Genesis chapter 3, I'm sure verse 21, what God did was to kill an animal to take their skin to cover their nakedness. You cannot kill an animal without the sacrifice of blood. So from Genesis chapter 3, God had already shown what needed to cover our shame. Sin brought shame. The blood of Jesus Christ brought us grace. Abel knew by faith what God had already shown from the day that their parents fell. Cain worked with ignorance. But the true knowledge had just be delivered. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. It says, verse 9 of First Peter says, Receiving the end, I put in bracket, receiving the reward of your faith even the salvation of your soul. And I spoke about Hebrews 11 verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. And those that come to God must know that he is. He is what he is faithful. And the Bible says he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Diligence is not seeking him today and you go on holiday tomorrow. You beat God today, tomorrow you go on holiday. The Bible says diligently. It means every single day, every single hour, every single minute. Healing itself is available, but only accessible through the prayer of faith. In James chapter 5, verse 15, the Bible says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and, he shall, and if he has committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. But where is the sick standing? The sick, sick has to stand in the place of faith to be able to receive remember the, the healing has been made available the prayer of faith by others has been made available but it takes the sick in a place of faith to have access and make it his or hers glory to god so whether it is healing whether it is preservation by in salvation protection whether it's the gift of salvation whether that is victory in every aspect of life provisions everything god has made available but we need faith to make it accessible. 